start on the episode now. Just dribbled some drink down my face. I, I saw. <laughs> I would have thought you'd comment on that. Well, I, I would normally, but I was trying to be professional. You're being professional. You're a professional podcaster. Okay, so what are we looking at today? Uh, we're looking at Metal Hammer today. August 27th, 1988. Nice. Summer. Volume 3, number 17. Yeah, August. Yeah, it's going back to school soon, I suppose. August 27th. Yeah, you'll be going back at the beginning of September. Suppose. I'm downer. Sorry. All right. Oh, you give me that Sunday night blues <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Not even Sunday. So this week? Is it weekly? No, it's bi-weekly, isn't it? This bi-week. Uh, we got Eddie on the cover. Yeah. Iron Maiden, the story of Eddie. We've got Slayer, four-page special. Uh, Def Leppard, again. LA Guns, <laughs> UK Sleaze. I like the way they spell <laughs> Sleaze. Lots of E's. Nuclear Assault and After Hours. I never knew there was so much in it. <laughs> um, so there's an editorial from Chris Welsh again, so it's fucking long. Okay. He's talking about the gigs of yesteryear, the marquee. I think the marquee's just shut down or they're moving it or something, and he's going on about... <sighs> mid-level venues but you know typical um so first part of the news section yep my glasses can't fucking see <laughs> oh god i can't see i can't talk Not you like are a hot. terrible podcaster ozzy puts on tutu okay ozzy osborne has been com- has confirmed that he will be appearing at the bishop desmond tutu world peace concert which will be held at the Coliseum in Los Angeles on 10th of September. The concert is a charitable event in aid of the African Bursary Fund, which was founded by Tutu. The organisers say that the main event in Los Angeles will not be a straightforward concert, but an episodic rock opera concept, which is intriguing, because the concert lineup will include a widely diverse selection of artists across a broad spectrum of musical fields, including reggae, blues, soul and heavy rock. It's anticipated over 60 acts will take part, and more than 30 quote, celebrities will host the proceedings. At the time of going to press, it was difficult to ascertain exactly who else besides Ozzy is confirmed. And they're saying it will be the biggest musical event in history, probably surpassing Live Aid. So what are your memories of the Bishop Desmond Tutu World Peace Concert? I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, no, neither did I. I looked for it and I couldn't find anything about it. So I don't know if it even happened. there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing on YouTube. The, o- the only thing I could find was on eBay as a poster. There's no Weird. mention of it anywhere. And th- I find a contemporary news article from like the LA Times saying it's going to happen. But whether right. it actually happened or not, I don't know. But f- hope Ozzy had a good time. Um, hope so- Desmond Tutu had a good time. <laughs> he set it up. Well, we like Tutu, don't we? Seems like a I, good yeah, dude. Was a good dude. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you can still say he is. True. Uh, Lita Ford is currently riding on the crest of a wave. Single Kiss Me Deadly is only now dropping down the Billboard Top 10 after a fantastic 10-week run. Do you know that song? Um, don't know. I think that was the only Lita Ford song I knew for a long time, but that was, that was a big enough hit for me to have heard. Status Quo, your favourite. <laughs> I don't hate them. I just think they make me cringe and... <laughs> So I don't, you know, I don't like things that make me cringe. Uh, they released a new single, Running All Over the World. 
<sighs> have you any idea what that could be? Um, it's a, rocking all over the world. It's a changing it. Re-recording of their classic, "Rocking All Over oh the World." Oh my god! See, that's pretty cringy. Uh, the single will be the anthem for Sport Aid '88. Great. So I remember Tears for Fears releasing "Everyone Wants to Run the World." They changed one yeah, word again, I that. but apparently um, Status Quo did it as well. So, uh, and I remember. Do you remember the run? Run the world in 88. No. Right. I remember because I did it. Right. Okay. It, they did it at our school and you just basically ran around the sports field. You paid, okay. a, paid a pound. <laughs> so it was obviously after Live Aid, you yeah. know, it, it sort of kicked off the whole doing a big event. Right. For okay. charity. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure status quo are lovely, lovely men, IRL, but, you know. Do you remember? I don't know if it was the last time we spoke or the time before, but you talked about Not Fade Away, the late night video celebrity show. The only edition of that I could find on YouTube was Francis Rossi from Status Quo. Oh, typical. So I added that to the playlist. Oh, good. (laughs) All that's on there? Yeah. I mean, who's up at two in the morning recording Not Fade Away? Uh, To be fair, I think I did record a few episodes. Um, So it's my fault. Because I haven't made the effort to put my VHS onto YouTube. But there'll be like off-air recordings. People like people archive like the craziest shit, you know. Yeah. So talking movies, yeah. which we were earlier, I don't know if you remember because it, that might actually now be in another episode, but the movie in which Joan Jett makes her acting debut opens in the UK this month. It's called Light of Day. It's directed by Paul Schrader. Um, the plot of Light of Day involves Jett as a wayward rocker who's at war with her mother. And the music gets a look in through The Barbusters, a Cleveland band which also features Back to Future star Michael J. Fox. No. So there you go. You ever heard of that? No. Well, I watched the trailer for it and their brother and sister. So they're kind of like the Lisa, Lisa Dominique and Marino of uh, Hollywood. But um, there's a video on YouTube of, I think, 2017. There's a big event where they're honouring Michael J. Fox. And she gets up on stage with him and he plays it on guitar. Ah, And he's, he's able to play. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, maybe at some point, actually all of Light of Day is on YouTube. We can watch that if you wanted. Yeah. See Joan Jett's acting. I mean, Joan Jett's acting just seems like just she's just being Joan Jett. And she's a kind of feisty rocker. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? That is what you want. Uh, there's a big article about Slayer. Okay. You're not a big fan of Slayer, are you? Um, I just, I'm get, I'm get, I don't like Rain in Blood on Guitar Hero because I could never do it, so it annoyed me. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not down to the band. Um, no, they didn't make that song thinking, well, we'll make it easy for, for the point when someone makes a um, a game where you're, you know, a loser at home on your own playing guitar to a bunch of um, avatars and we'll make this song easy because they'll put this song on there. Um, yeah, so it's not their fault. Those but. games are so fucking hot. Like what? Fifteen years ago, ten years ago, 
hot, as in hot right now. Mm. Like, like everyone played Guitar Hero. And no one does now. Oh, right, so it's not hot right now. No. You just said they're so hot. Yeah, back then. You just, no, you said those games are so hot. Present tense. No, I said they said they were, were so you hot. You did not. Right, About got... 15, 10, 15 years ago. You didn't say were. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we've got this on tape. I know we have. Listeners. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to realise you're wrong. I want to be vindicated in my... Do it. Yeah, no, those games were... You don't have to think of yourself as a loser because everyone was playing guitar here. No, no. Right, yeah. directing it towards you. Slayer did not predict <laughs> that one day they'd be in a rhythm game and uh, it would make you annoyed at them. No. There's another Def Leppard article. Of course there is. They're still touring in America. Okay. Still the biggest band in the world. But they keep talking about the the next album after Hysteria. Right. Um, the last thing we want to do is make Hysteria 2. Because um, Hysteria took like four years to make or something. I, the most positive thing I can say is there will be an album out next year. And do you know what? <laughs> I thought there was going to be some more words after what? <laughs> I I'll do be... it again. And do you know what? <laughs> no. It, there wasn't an album out next year. Oh. They didn't. How sad. <laughs> they, they, it looks like they wanted to do like an odd... Foreshadowing. <laughs> there was not an album next year. Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks like he, they wanted to do like a really quick sort of like B-sides and rarities and just, just knock something out. They did not do that. And it was, I think, 92 that the next album came wow. out. So, um, yeah, Joe Elliott, thinking you're all that, promising a new album. Come on. Well, we'll see what he says when he listens to this episode <laughs> inevitably and then gets back to you. I don't want to um, earn the wrath of Joe Elliott because he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a good dude. Of course dude. he is, yeah. Sheffield, isn't he? So read his letters. Yeah. There's a couple of very good letters. Dear Metal Hammer, thanks for the Kiss fan mag. A couple of minor points. So basically, uh, Penfold. Powell, to give him his full name, Penfold, brackets, Ace is God, Powell. Okay. Has decided there's a few corrections needed right. to uh, the discography. Yeah. You missed out one single. <laughs> you missed out one single in the discography. Mm. And then she kissed me. Oh, right. Now, okay. didn't you tell me that that was like the worst? It's, well, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to it today. There's, yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, I don't think it's a classic. It's not a classic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want to shit on Kiss because obviously I love them, but for fucking we love hell. we love Kiss. It's a very really Kiss positive. House. Yes, apart from that song. <laughs> well, um, the B side of Radioactive is "When You Wish Upon a Star," available in red vinyl with a free mask when released. Mm-hmm. So I think Radioactive was on the. Gene Simmons solo album. When You Wish Upon a Star. The Disney song. <laughs> I'm going to, look, listeners, I'm going to play. The Disney song. <laughs> this is on his album. It's on the, it's 
solo, Gene Simmons solo often. Is this gonna? Is this? Is this a joke? I'm easily singing on this. <laughs> Why? Wait, is that real? It's real. Okay, so this. Why don't I? Why? Why am I of an age that's getting on to elderly? Don't I know about this already? <laughs> if it's somewhere, like, did you know? Is he a big Disney fan? I've, There's nothing wrong. Is he a Disney adult? I've been down a bit of a kiss rabbit hole in the last couple of weeks. Kiss Disney adult rabbit hole. <laughs> that, and that it hole. I, can, I don't know if this was talked about. Paul Stanley's book, but I've listened to like loads of podcasts about Kiss, basically. Sure. When You Reach Upon a Star is Gene Simmons' favourite song ever. And, <laughs> it's a good, I mean, it's a good song. Uh, in, when he first came to America, you probably know he couldn't speak English. Oh, he was single, single don't parent make me family. Feel sorry. <laughs> you know, they were refugees. You know, and that song spoke to him, and you, it was saying that um, if you want to cry, it's okay. Well, what, one of these things was saying he was he was crying when he was recording it because he got so emotional, and, it, and apparently all the studio musicians were like. <laughs> felt really awkward because he was all and and they said oh you can hear him sort of getting all choked up on the record i listened to it i couldn't i couldn't hear it but maybe we need to give it a closer listen but yeah there's completely okay. sincere all completely right. okay. saccharine right. <laughs> version of uh, the demon right. i take it back i think gene simmons where on the cover he is looking like a demon and he's got blood on his mouth coming out like he's just eaten someone's soul Singing when you wish upon a star is perfectly normal. <laughs> but you wouldn't slam it. You wouldn't put it on you. I'm gonna. I think I might now. I like Disney songs. Yeah. But and I like Kiss. But up until like I would never the twain should meet. You know it was until now. I wait to see like Paul Stanley do. You're welcome. That would actually be really good. <laughs> yeah, but Paul Stanley would. No, wait, do no, any wait. There's something better for Paul Stanley. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. He'd do that one that goes, Darling, it's better down where it's wet. Hats and rabbits. You could sing that. He's got that kind of voice. I can see that. Yeah. Houses. Um, Trousers. Uh, we, we watched Alice in Wonderland recently. <laughs> so Penfold. Sorry, I'm sorry. Penfold Powell. I try um, not to... I start everything when we sit down and think, don't sing, don't sing, don't sing. And it, I can't help it. I'm it so it sorry. did occur to me that, so you know, sorry. when we do a Patreon... No, I, I know. We'll do, you know, they usually oh. do Patreons without the ads. Yeah, if, patron, our if you pay... You're so rude. I know, I'll, never, I'll never cut you singing out. You're so rude. I'll never cut, cut you singing out. Yeah, there's a message. There's a letter from Mosh Queen. Okay. Um, she's just moved from South Wales to Newcastle. She says, "I've never met one thrash metal fan to talk to, or whatever else." But I won't go into that. So, would you oh. please print my letter <laughs> and address in your mag to see if I can find someone who's willing to write to me? Where I've moved, they're all pop posers. So, if you will so dearly help me with this problem, I will love you forevermore. By the way, please state they must have long hair and be aged between 15 and 17. Oh. 
If, all, if this fails, I don't know what I'll do. I've tried writing to some Geordie moshers and I have no reply. Oh. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah. There's a letter from George Grant somewhere in England and he's very angry about a bad review of King Diamond because it's mostly in capitals, so I'm not going to read that. Dear Metal Hammer, I'm looking for an attractive blonde or brunette or any girl (laughs) who's into capitals. Saxon, Maiden, ACDC, Warlock, Priest, Marillion, Wasp, Dokken, Bonfire, Free, Motley Crue, Poison, Motorhead, or anything else. (laughs) I'm feeling down at the moment, but I'm going to Donington 1988. (laughs) I like playing pool, weight training, drinking, and generally having fun. I'm down with the drinking and having fun. <laughs> That's from Sean Kirk in Exmouth. Right. right, last letter. Yeah. This is perhaps the best letter. Okay. Sir. Formal. Know, you know we're serious when they start, sir. I am extremely concerned at the continued obsession with Satanism, death, violence, and sexual perversion in the lyrics of many sexual heavy metal songs culture. and the emphasis on brutality and cruelty. The music also seems to be degenerating rapidly into an inhuman maelstrom of angst. I mean, that sounds like a band, a maelstrom of angst. <laughs> and most bands now, alas, sound like machines designed to deaden all man's finest emotions and feelings. I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? A lot. Unless this trend is halted, we could soon find ourselves with a race of beings, part robot and part caveman, our 2,000-year-old civilization degenerating into a new age of barbarism. <laughs> Again, that's a good name for another band. But if part of you's a robot, that's quite futuristic, isn't it? That's a good thing. Well, that sounds like a sort of post-apocalyptic. You know, you're fighting dinosaurs, but you've also got a laser. Laser be my eyes. How many other readers share my concern? Raymond Winston, Walthamstow. I think that's a piss take. Do you? Well, it's hard to tell. It's hard to get yourself into 1988 mindset. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, what's he doing reading Metalhammer in the first place? Well. Doesn't sound like he's into it, does he? He doesn't. No, not a fan. Or not a fan of the way it's going. So we got Cinderella in our own words. Okay. So we talked a little bit about Cinderella. Yeah. So this is basically, they're talking about some of their songs. So they're talking about Gypsy Road. Which we know. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wrote that tune on the road on our first tour. The meaning is there for anyone who has a particular lifestyle that they're committed to. It especially has meaning for people who, like me, live the rock and roll lifestyle. It's about my lifestyle, if you like. The message here is be committed, stick with it. It's like your way, stick with it. Like with Cinderella, we've been together five years, nearly six. We've been through a lot of times. Five whole years. We've been through a lot of time. Some good, some bad. We sin it through. I've been in my current job five years. <laughs> um, I'd hardly call that impressive. They talk about bad seamstress blues and falling apart of the scene. So I think it's the best Cinderella song. Um, they're talking about a song called Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. I think I know Fire and Ice. You might know it. It's hard to say anything about this one. I don't really know what it's about. I don't like this song and I didn't want it on the album, but everyone else did, so I gave in. Wow. I mean, not talking it Is up. Is that Fire and Ice? Fire and Ice, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's a bit to do with environmental issues. 
Like right now, I'm very concerned about all this rush it, rubbish that's been washed up on the New Jersey shoreline. But it didn't like the song, so you know, not not especially interesting. But I wanted to read in relation to that a little bit from, I mean, the Bible of hair metal scholarship. Yeah, Fargo Rock City by Chuck Klosterman. I think this and the Justin Quirk book. That's nothing but a good time. These are the two best books about hair metal. During the height of hard rock's popularity, metal magazines were faced with a unique predicament. Kids wanted to read about the biggest bands on a monthly basis, even if those bands weren't doing anything newsworthy. Uh, Hit Parader, Circus and Metal Edge were always on the lookout for new ways to feature these bands. I mean, it's American, so I guess they're the American magazines. One easy technique was to ask a band member to comment on every song on the record. The article would list the 10 or 12 tracks on the given LP, and the artist, usually the singer, would provide insight onto, into what each song meant. Mm-hmm. Even at its greatest depth, this rarely taught the reader much of anything. The quotes were usually vague and could often be applied <laughs> interchangeably. The most popular description was something along the lines of, this song is just directed to the people who keep you down and try and tell you how to live your life. <laughs> so he's talking about Skid Row. Right. Skid Row's vocalist, Sebastian Bach, was asked to do this kind of blow-by-blow analysis of the band's first record. He generally played along with the idea and gave all the predictable answers. However, when asked about the song Big Guns, he didn't try to make up anything clever or unorthodox. He just said something that essentially translated as, quote, well, you know, we like big tits. <laughs> so that's what that reminded me of. Oh. Read Fargo Rock City. It's really good. There's an article about two Metal Hammer readers who've won a competition and they've flown to New York to meet Judas Priest. Okay. So each each of the these lads like writes up a bit about it. The bit I pulled out was the boys checked into the luxury UN Plaza Hotel. Quote We met the gorgeous Jane Andrews from Priest Management who would take care of us, brackets if only. Oh my God. Back in the hotel the boys discovered a porn station in the hotel room and which caused much hilarity. Back to the quote, I went to sleep to dream about Ms. Andrew's miniskirt. What's so, a porn station? Well, you know, like pay-per-view. Oh, I thought you meant like a <laughs> like a setup. Like, you know, in um I Love You Man where he's got that chair with tissues and lube and shit and Oh they yeah, they, I thought they the masturbation like, station I yeah. believe he calls it. Right. I thought you meant like that. I was thinking in the hotel. Uh, they elaborate porn. a porn station on their thirty or so TV channels. Right, okay. So talking about Cinderella, uh, Cinderella supporting Judas Priest. But the one um, you know, they talk about a few of the songs, they they enjoy it, they put on an on a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but the one comment that jumped out was we could have done without the guitar and drum solos. Leave that until you're headlining, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, everyone's a critic. You're getting this for free. You're being oh flown out to God. New York for free. You slack off the drum solo. <laughs> Eventually, the, the priest, the priest come on. What do you want, cried Roll Palford. Heavy metal, we yelled back. <laughs> the touring album, Ram It Down. <laughs> <laughs> and... There is indeed a song on Ram It Down <laughs> called Heavy Metal. Right. And which is a bit that's a bit of a basic idea for a song name, isn't it, if you're a heavy metal. No one's when you no when one's you're starting dis- off with your album as Ram It Down. <laughs> well there's you, the title song need, Ram It Down. 
yeah, but you need to just keep going on that. Like that, you that's intense, and you've got to keep that intensity with every song. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> in '88 the priests have anything to prove. Smash it in, thrust it up, <laughs> slam it in. <laughs> you My- could go for a ballad, which would be slide it in. Oh, um, that's white snake. Oh. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. You sent me a phone like when we mentioned puns, and now my brain can't stop thinking about. <laughs> if you're priest in '88, you don't need to prove to anyone that you're heavy metal. You don't need to have a song called heavy metal. Well, you're one of the top heavy metal bands, surely. Everyone's they, a critic. They've also got a song called Monsters of Rock. Right, good for them. But I don't Gosh. think it's as good as and the band plays on by. Saxon, which is about the monsters. Smash it in. Have I said that? Well, should we smash it up? Should we look at what's on? Ram it down. Smash it up. My the problem here is my um, vocabulary. I need to know more words. Ram it down. Wiggle it in. (laughs) That could be their comedy one. They release for comic relief. The album kicks off with Ram it down, then heavy metal, then Love Zone. Okay. That could be the slowy, couldn't it? Love Zone. That's yeah. I don't think Judas Priest. Come and get it. Come, how's it spelled? And get it? Just the normal way. Okay. <laughs> Hard as iron. Okay. What? <laughs> what that's about? Blood Red Skies. Okay. That's 7 minutes 51. I mean, oh, that's an epic. Epic. Next one, I'm a Rocker. Yeah, fair. You don't need Don't to... tell them what they do and don't need. They um, don't need you no. to tell them what they do and don't need. They don't need me many, many decades later. 40 years later, giving your opinions. Um, Johnny Be Good. Okay. I'm presuming that's a cover. Uh, Love You to Death. Um, okay. And ends off with Monsters of Rock. Okay. Well, I'll write some different titles for them. Have you ever seen a video to Hot Rocking? Oh, no, I can't I'm it. going to show you the video to Hot Rockin'. Okay. Slap it in. Whap it in. I can't stop thinking about song titles. <laughs> ads. Ignore the ads. I mean, I'll, I'll cut most of this because people, you know, copyright shit, but I, I want your honest opinion on... Um... Oh, I have seen this. It's... You'd you'd want to ram it in in this video, wouldn't you? I don't think other metal bands were doing anything as homoerotic back then. It's a bit. It's not unlike um, me and um, a friend watched some um, gay porn ones, <laughs> and um, he, uh, this person. Um, is is gay? So yeah, it's, you know, it's okay. there was a reason. Okay. There was a reason. For it wasn't it. cultural I mean, appropriation. There was, no, there was. I was saying there was a reason, but I don't know why he brought me around to mine to watch. But we did. We watched it. Was it British? Uh, oh, actually, I can't remember. But I just remember that there was lots of chain link fence action, like men up against chain link fences. But it had the same kind of vibe as that gym bit. Um, so maybe it was. Maybe it was the same it. director. Could have been. Just kind of low budget, one camera, low budget. You've got about two hours to film it, so you need to sort of just get on with it. I mean, let's add that to the playlist. That's a good still. You've got the... uh... (laughs) 
video on. Yeah. Not going to work on the podcast. You have oh, to describe that's, it. That's their fault. Right, well, he's holding, is it his microphone? Yeah. And his microphone's on fire. And uh, I don't know whether that's intentional or it's just burst into flames. I think it just burst into flames because oh, he's goodness. so rocking so he's hard. He's rocking so hard. And um, he's holding the microphone and he's just kind of pulling a, he looks a bit like Billy Idol-ish face um, at the microphone. and it's Leather jacket, no shirt. Of course, standard. That, you'd get so sweaty, wouldn't you? <laughs> It'd, it'd proper start if, to yeah. stick to you. It'd be rank. It'd if, be proper if you, rank. If, if you're hot rocking. Definitely. I know you're hot. I know. And I know, yeah. This is why I'm not in Judas Priest because I can't cope with leather on skin. <laughs> There's an article called Terrorvision. Okay. Not the popular Bradford. Were they from Bradford? Oh, not them. No. Okay. It's about video nasties. Okay. And some of the films they cover, Brain Damage, Ghost House, Night of the Living Dead, The Imp, Basket Case, Creeperzoids, Slave Creeperzoids. Girls, and Beetlejuice. Right. And there's quite a few stills from Beetlejuice. And would you call Beetlejuice a horror movie? You wouldn't call it a video nasty, would you? I'd call it a horror, horror film. Is it a horror film? Is it scary? It's more sort of quirky, it's, fantasy. It, it's horror film light, isn't it? Yeah. It seemed it seemed an odd choice to kind of include him with what looks like a bunch of splatter movies, you know. Oh right, yeah. But um, yeah, there, there you go. Could be another metal movie, couldn't it? Yeah, that's something Burbs is better. Yeah, that was a good idea of mine. Well done, yeah. Okay, singles reviews. Okay. Living Colour, Glamour Boys. Nice. Now you like I, this song, don't you? I do. I first heard it in um, Look Who's Talking. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in Look Who's Talking. The first the yeah. OG the original. Image. Yeah. What What's the context they use it? From what I remember, he's being pushed around, um, he being the baby, the baby. Um, pushed around in a pram. And, well, look up. Look who's talking, Glamour Boys. I mean, we, yeah, we have the internet. And he sort of like interacts with other babies in prams. It's a baby with Bruce Willis's voice, so that's pretty exciting. Okay, put Look Who's Talking Pram scene. Free technology. Never pay for YouTube. It sounds like the Bee Gees. That kid always, I thought it was really weird because he's got like a really... Grown-up man, yeah. nose hasn't he? Yeah, his nose looks like an adult nose. Whereas kids, he's got a very specific look. Yeah, I'm not lying. The song's in the in film. Well, not in that right. scene. In right, it'd be funny if it just isn't. It must be on, or it, or it's on. Look who's talking now. No, two. Look who's talking two. Maybe I don't know. Just because we found one pram scene. Where it's not this song doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means that it's in the other of the 19 scenes where he's in a pram because he's a fucking baby. Of course, he's in a fucking pram. We've now got... I'm right. We're going to have a whole podcast about us arguing. (laughs) Well, I'm not arguing. I believe in it. I'm arguing. You're arguing with yourself. Shut up. Standard. Um, Great song. Yeah. Um... You're the one who mentioned it. 
I didn't mention look who's talking. Oh, just shut up then, shall I? <laughs> uh, Ozzy Osbourne's got the ultimate scene out. Okay. Um, do you know that song? Um, don't know. I'm sort of struggling to remember it, but I know that's the video where he's sort of dressed up as like JR. He's got a, like a cowboy hat on. Okay. What else we got? Right, so there's a review of the first James Addiction album. Okay. Warner Advanced Tape. And they're comparing them to Aerosmith. And like I would never in a million years have compared James Addiction to Aerosmith. I don't, I don't know who I would have compared them to. No. I don't know James Addiction enough to... I guess not. I mean, they're saying, think sweet emotional dream on atmospherics then listen to Summertime Rolls and realise that while the losers have been impersonating the look of the riffs, Jane's Addiction have been steeping themselves in 100% proof distilled attitude. Other points of reference are Zeppelin's most ro rolling cuts and early psychedelic furs. I've always, like, whenever we see Jane's Addiction in these magazines, it feels like they don't really know how to talk about them because they don't, well, it quite, sounds like it, yeah. don't really fit into... Into that area. That's what she said. <laughs> There's an article in Backstabber. Backstabber. Mega deadly gossip. Mega deadly gossip. Um, it's just about the opening of Forbidden Planet um, mega store in London's, London's New Oxford Street. Um, they mentioned that the writer Michael Moorcock is there, um, creative G Elric, Jerry Cornelius, and Count Brass. Wow. Um, Adam West, Batman. Well, Adam West. Batman. Batman is there. Ray Harryhausen's there. Um, but it seems a, it seems an odd thing to be a metal hammer, but I do think they occasionally do have stuff like comics and stuff. And again, they've got like people dressed up as Beetlejuice characters. Right. And we've seen people dressed yeah. up like we've that. We've seen people we? dressed up as that. Anyway, there's an article on Joe Satriani, but you know, he's a widdy widdy guitarist. Uh, so there's not that much to say. Uh, live reviews of Def Leppard in Europe. And <laughs> the main thrust of this is the concert was any teenage girl's fantasy come true. Imagine Joe Elliott and Joey Tempest on the same bill <laughs> without swooning. <laughs> if you had to choose, would you go for Joe Elliott or Joey Tempest as a woman of the female variety? Have you got photos of them there? Well, that's Joe Elliott. I know, but I thought they might have the photo of both of them to compare. No, that's Joey Tempest. I just thought he was a bit weird looking. Like, I don't want to be mean about someone's face, so but he's you got would... a bit of a weird face. <laughs> you would choose neither. I think he's oh. maybe someone else. <laughs> well, they seem to think that it's I every, should, yeah, I should every girl's dream. That I'm only allowed to choose between those two gentlemen. Things they change. I'm so sorry. I really try not to. My friend. I can't stop. I'll um, stop. We'll need to put Carrie on the playlist. When lights go down. I used to um, imagine that I was, I mean, weirdly, I don't fancy him at all, but I was his girlfriend. And that I'd be <laughs> watching him on stage singing Carrie and it'd be sort of about me, but not my name, because he didn't want to be that obvious. Um, and I, like, I used to just, yeah, imagine I was in the wings of the stage, just the wings, watching him sing Carrie, but it was really about me. So you've, <laughs> you've 
you're fantasizing about being the girlfriend of someone you resolutely don't fancy. Yeah. That's a bit weird. No, it's not because I am more mature than that, actually. And I, do I you, look, I, be, I look beyond the facial. Do, um, do you not want him, but you don't want anyone else? To... <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It was the song. Shut up. So <laughs> you got more live reviews. Yeah. There's Napalm Death. Oh, I've made a rod for my own back with the editing of this one. Is we're nearly finished. It's fine. Okay. So, do you know Napalm Death? Uh, yeah. Do you know what they sound like? Uh, no, not really. I'm going to play you some Napalm Death. I mean, prepare thyself. Uh, let's just have a quick blast. Skip forward a bit. Seriously? Is it seriously what they sound like? Fucking They hell. are grindcore. Wow. Shit, mate. Do you know where I first saw Napalm Death? I don't know. They're on children's television. Okay. There was a show. Did you ever watch a show called What's That Noise that was presented by Craig Charles? No. So it was a a show that was about music and all different genres of music and whatever. And Craig Charles was, I think it it was about this time, it was 88, 89, so he was... Just getting going on Red Dwarf and, you yeah. know, fronting this. Obviously, he was a real, real big music fan. Napalm Death were on there. And obviously, this is, this is quite sort of shocking to see when, you're, when you've never heard music of that stripe before. Yeah. But I'll never forget it because the singer described why, they, why he sings like that. And he was like saying, why do you even have lyrics on your albums? Because you're not singing those words. You're just making that noise. And he says when – he said something along the lines of when I'm singing, the words are going through his head, and that's what's giving him the emotion. And I've never forgotten that. And it's like 30-odd years ago. And it's, it's a really good – it was a really good description of why – because it just sounds like they're just making noise, you know. They're just playing the drums as fast as possible, yeah. playing the guitars as fast as possible, and then just yeah, gr- gr- groaning and shouting over the top of it. Um, but I'll, I will put what's that noise on the playlist. I mean, yeah. should we have a bit of it now? Oh no, it's hot rocking. <laughs> yeah, they do this on "You Suffer." Yeah, obviously, you know, that's absolutely true. So there's no point having lyrics. There's no don't pretend anything can be done. Yeah. <laughs> well that was that was on primetime kids telling oh i've never forgotten that yeah so a bit of education there you're going to be listening to napalm death yep tomorrow mad napalm death you could you could stick that on your Mega. aggressive playlist uh raging playlist raging yeah when i'm feeling angry um <laughs> So the main reason I wanted to do <laughs> this magazine is this next article, but I don't know if I can get through it. So can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> Why don't we save that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it'll just be an extra bit, but it's about Eddie. About Eddie, okay. the Lion Maiden. 